Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. So we've got Max Jones joining the show tonight. And uh, I know you guys are just getting back from last night's game in Tucson. So this is probably the last place you want to be. But we appreciate you taking the time and joining us tonight. (laughs) Oh, no. No worries. It was a good day, good day to kind of relax. I figured I might as well do something with my life today, right? <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Uh, first question I got to ask is the the Gulls Golf Classic just took place a few days ago, and uh, the Gulls put out a picture on social media of you and Josh Maher. I got to know how good is your guys' golf game because they slapped a Happy Gilmore quote on there, and you could take that kind of two ways. Yeah. No. Um, I would say. Um, I'm more of like a shooter McGavin kind of consistency type, and <laughs> and Mahura is, is more of the happy Gilmore kind of good shot every now and then, kind of just picked it up, and he's a good player. But uh, well, our golf games are pretty good. Um, the whole day was a great day, but I, that was like my first time golfing since before I got hurt, so it was kind of a struggle. <laughs> nice, to, uh, nice to get back in. Are you a big golf guy? Yeah, I love golf. Uh, I just hadn't been able to go because I was hurt, and then getting everything situated for the season yeah well i mean the the biggest i guess the biggest thing in golf right now is happening in vegas on november 23rd unfortunately you guys have a game against stockton but are you going to be catching the tiger woods versus phil mickelson showdown on uh, the 23rd oh, in vegas i know i it's one of those things where it's like i you really want to see it but you got to work right so yeah. Um, but I'll probably, I mean, it's one of those things you can't really record because you're going to see it on social media, like the outcome and whatnot. But you got a so. seven hour window. It's uh, it starts at noon, so you got a little bit of time. But I'm sure you've got to head out to the game a bit earlier than uh, than obviously start time. <laughs> yeah, like game day rituals are a little different. I kind of got to shut her down all day. My my just my rituals and kind of my routine I go through. Okay. Now I'm not a huge golf guy so what what's happening in vegas november 23rd <laughs> between tiger woods and phil mickelson yeah they're playing like a uh it was supposed to start out as like a nine million dollar bet 
um, like out of pocket, but I don't think it's out of their pocket anymore. I think it's like sponsorships now, and yeah. but they're just playing head to head. It's kind of unfair now because Tiger's like back into his game, and Phil's really not. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like a Conor McGregor type, uh, Conor McGregor and uh, Floyd Money Mayweather showdown that they're trying to capitalize. Yeah, on. kind of like that. Yeah. So now that you're on the West Coast, I I've, I wanted, I know you were in London and, and I'm from London, so I've only been to a couple courses there. I, I frequented Thames Valley. How much better are the golf courses there? I know you haven't obviously been able to golf a lot, but uh, I, the ones in London weren't too great. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, honestly, like just the view being on the mountains there, it was it was something like surreal. And, and just the way that the, the golf course was maintained, like it was – super nice i haven't been a part of something like that in a while all right enough about all this golf talk um let's let's move on to hockey um and uh obviously it's a big change moving out to san diego max uh how have you been uh getting settled in and, and what's the best part about living in san diego yeah it's been great um everything about it uh, thank you i appreciate it sorry about that guys <laughs> order, order food Order food tonight. It's one of those days I didn't want to cook. Okay. <laughs> um, no, everything about it. I mean, I mean, right there, ordering, delivering food. I get to do that. So, <laughs> but uh, everything about San Diego, um, just being by the water, having the ability to, you know, not go through winter um, is nice. <laughs> everything about it. I mean, we get to go to the the rink and sandals and shorts every day, and you know, I'm thankful for that. And the guys on the team are just super nice everything about it here has just been a blessing yeah living in southern california which which is where i'm at uh yeah it's it's sandals all the time i mean even in winter i mean unless it's raining then i have to put shoes on but i i rarely ever wear shoes anymore it's just that nice everywhere and san diego is like the best part for that <laughs> i know it's awesome um so let's actually talk about your start in san diego this year um how has the recovery been with the hand injury and how does it feel to be back with the team yeah the recovery was good um it was a long time coming i mean getting hurt back in development camp it kind of just sucked you know being in the middle of summer and then kind of having to rehab the rest of the summer and obviously missing camp and missing training camp and and not being able to have that opportunity like you know everyone else had to make the docks and start off there and kind of sucks right but it just kind of builds a lot about your character um you know whether you're going to sit down and kind of cry about it or you're gonna you know look at the end of the tunnel and you're going to work through it and that's kind of what i did and um just kind of coming back it's still tough for me right now just you know kind of getting everything underneath me in my legs and trying to get everything situated and back in game shape and i think it's i've only played what five games six games and still trying to get back it's tough but um the guys that i've been playing with and um, the staff and, and the coaching and they've, they've all been, uh, you know, right under my wing wrestling and they've all helped me and, and, uh, just couldn't be more thankful. Yeah. Now you're, you're saying there that you're, you know, it's, it's been a little bit of a struggle. You're not quite where you want to be, but I mean, in the six games you have played, you, you've already got three assists, four points. You had three assists in 25 games for London last year. Uh, how has the <laughs> transition been from junior hockey's to the AHL? Yeah. Um, Last year was a little different of a year. I haven't had a year like that in a long time. It was just I couldn't get the puck to, to go in the net from other guys. I just, you know, make great plays, but they just weren't going in. It was a big running joke. Uh, I think at one point there I had like I had like 19 goals 
and one assist in like 21 games. I was having almost like a goal a game, but zero, like zero assists. It was the weirdest thing ever. And, uh, <laughs> but like now it's, it's just one of those years, right? But now I come down here and you make simple plays, you do the right thing and you'll get the points rewarded. And, um, I mean, I, my plus minus is pretty good too. So that kind of feels good to, to kind of, you know, not be getting scored on right. And I get back into the game and, and, um, um, just the season so far right now, it's going pretty well. The guys have been playing, have been playing with Terry and Steele, and we're doing pretty well together, and um, yeah, we feed off each other pretty well. Yeah, I remember the last time we talked, it was right after that season has ended, and, and you were lamenting the fact that nothing was going well that, that season in London. Nothing, no, you, were, you were getting the puck too, guys. It just wasn't going to the back of the net. I mean, you don't, you don't have those types of seasons often. It, it was ridiculously bad luck to have that and it's been a it's been a great I guess resurgence nice to get back from the injury and, and kind of make that tr- transition finally to pro hockey no yeah you're exactly right um the thing about last year is like I was so glad that I was putting the puck in the net I mean yeah. you know if I had the assists I mean usually you get more assists than you do score goals right I mean I would have I would have had a lot of points last year and it would have been a whole other story but I just the puck wasn't going in so kind of sucks but um it's no big deal right so yeah so so getting into the uh, ahl um have there been any unexpected hurdles i mean obviously the the injury wasn't one that you were expecting or hoping to have to deal with uh but are things you know maybe a little bit easier or tougher than you expected going from juniors to the ahl uh the toughest thing probably right now is probably cooking at home <laughs> to be honest with you, nothing even hockey related. It's yeah. it's all about just living on your own, right? Doing laundry and all that. It's got to be in a grown up now, right? So um, that's the, the, only, like, the toughest part. But um, on the ice, like nothing really changed. Uh, you know, this, the speed of my game hasn't changed. My my strength hasn't changed. The the guys that you play against it changes a little bit. They're older. They're maybe a little bit stronger and. And, and that situation kind of changes, but it, it definitely doesn't change my game or the way I approach it or how I play differently from junior to, to pro now. I'm still going to be the same player. So, well, You scored your first regular season professional goal on, on November 3rd against Ontario. How did it finally feel to hit that milestone? Because I know you've already got your first pro goal back in the playoffs in 2016-17, but how did it finally feel to get the, the regular season one under the belt? Yeah, it was nice. Um, it was really nice, especially just kind of that circumstance we were trying to get back into the game against them and put that one in off a, you know, it was a great little chip pass from Troy. And, and I mean, to put that in, it felt really good. Um, kind of get that out of the way early. I didn't have to, you know, wait a couple of games and not have that, you know, monkey on my back. And it was really nice to get that off my shoulder. You mentioned playing with uh, Sam Steele and Troy Terry, and that's kind of been a, a recent thing because Sam Steele just got sent back down to San Diego. How has that gone so far, and have you guys been able to start building some chemistry? Yeah, it's been going great. I mean, we've played now two games together on the line, and yeah. um, you know, I think right off the bat, you know, we were actually connecting pretty well, um, a lot better than I think I thought we were going to, uh, going to uh, just the way it is. I mean, you play with new new guys and on a new line, it's it's going to take a little bit to click. But we were making some good plays uh, up on the rush in the ozone. We were, we were cycling the puck well, finding each other in in the areas that we were all in, and and uh, that's I think that's what's going to make us successful. And yeah, yesterday's game uh, we did, I mean, pretty well. Uh, we got better in us, but um, we're taking it day by day, and I think game by game we're just going to keep getting better and better. 
Well, I know a lot of Ducks fans are excited to see that line, and, and I think a lot of them feel it's a, a matter of, of when, not if, you crack the, the lineup with the Ducks. What do you hope to bring to the team, and how do you feel your style meshes with the way the Ducks currently play? Yeah, well, like, I mean, obviously I'm a big power forward. I mean, I'm six foot three and 225, well, 20 pounds now. I've lost a little bit of weight just from getting back playing. And, but my six three two twenty, and you know, I can skate like the wind, and I think that's my best asset is that I'm a really big guy that can skate really fast, and I think that's what they uh, liked and praised most about me. So I think that's something that I will have to bring to the next level and just use my speed. And um, another thing is my toughness and my grit. Um, the corners uh, is something that I can work easily down low, and and um, you know, finishing my checks on you know defenseman it's going to open up a lot of ice for you know my line mates whoever i play with and i think that's something that i'd have to just bring to the next level and that's the way i will fit in with the ducks for sure and, and what if any advice have the veterans you've played with in the ducks organization or that you've been around given you to help make that transition or even help come back from the injury of course you've got guys like ryan kessler in the organization who's also trying to come back from an injury and start playing again so what kind of advice have you gotten from those guys yeah um Back when I was uh, hurt, still in Anaheim, um, I was skating and doing rehab with Patrick Eves, and he's got to be one of the nicest guys I think I've ever met. Um, you know, having a veteran like that um, kind of be over you and talking to you and helping you out, just the way that he was trying to come back from injury, also was something that was pretty special to me. You know, I think as a young guy just starting his pro career and being able to come back from an injury with a guy who's been playing played in the league for years and years. And, it's something that I'll hold close to my heart for. I mean, forever. I know that some days were going to be rough for me and they were tough for me. And, and he always kind of just held me up and helped me out. And um, I think it's great seeing him back in the lineup too. I, it's something I kind of shared with him that we would come back from injury and start playing well and get back uh, on the ice and doing what we love. All right. Oh, that's awesome. And it's cool to hear uh, he's, uh, you know, is is being able to kind of help out some of the younger guys. Uh, do you guys, I mean, is this something that you guys would do? You actually pay attention to what goes on in Anaheim? Like, I don't know if that's like an everyday thing or just, you know, you guys are just very aware of what's going on or literally you got your own thing and that's all you're caring about. Uh, no, we usually like keep up to date with what's going on there. I mean, we usually watch the games when they play and obviously we know when guys are going up or coming down. And I mean, yeah, obviously, you know what's going on. Every single one of us wants to be there, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. you want to keep up the task. And um, at the same time, you kind of got to stay in, in your own kind of situation, right? You don't want to get too far ahead of yourself. So it's kind of a, a medium where you're just in between the, uh, the two. Yeah, so kind of like you're, you're a hockey fan watching the team. You kind of want to be, you know, aware of what's going on in case you get that call up and you might be, you know, involved in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, and then um, one of the other questions uh, that uh, a lot of people have been kind of asking uh, Anaheim fans is um, they aren't too happy with the start of the season and are maybe calling to replace uh, the coach Randy Carlisle with Dallas Eakins. Uh, is that something you guys ever focus on? Or do you just kind of tune out from what you know a whole bunch of fans say and you just kind of keep it within the hockey realm? No, we, we just do our own thing. Um, most guys on the team, they're, they're in there. I mean, we're the ones on the ice playing, you know, so we got to stay, stay close and stay connected. And, um, we don't really focus on what goes on with the fans or, you know, what they say or what they think. It's more of kind of like, we got to stay focused to ourselves to make sure that we're producing, 
you know, wins and points and, and that sort of thing to, to keep the fans happy and um, <laughs> keep the coaches happy, keep everyone happy. It, it starts with sure. us and that's what we got to stay focused uh, on that and our task at hand. We can't get uh, too distracted. Yeah. And, and with all the recent coaching news around the NHL, I'm, I'm just fascinated to know what Dallas Eakins is like as a coach. Now, I don't need you to go full Ottawa Senators in your opinion, uh, but just let the fans get an idea of his uh, coaching style. No, uh, Dallas is, is a great coach. I, I remember two years ago um, when I came down for playoffs, I never met him really before other than the camp and never really been around him. And um, he was very welcoming to me. Um, when I started playing, he uh, found out that I was actually Ubering to the games and he lent me his car. So I had his car <laughs> and I was driving to the games and driving to the rings for practice and back. He actually lent me his car and I'd never actually had that sort of connection to a coach before and um it was pretty special and then coming out here now again he's he's very close with the team each guy knows where they stand with him and um i know where i stand with him every day and he's a very welcoming guy and um just his whole family i mean i've met his family just from going to you know like team dinners and they're just great people and um just him as a coach he's he knows how to handle certain players um and knows how to coach certain players i mean some guys are you know, very get, you know, fired up. And like, I get really fired up sometimes on the bench and I need to, you know, a little calm down sometimes. And he knows how to handle me and tells me how to, you know, relax a little bit. And then, you know, he he knows how to do the opposite with, you know, the guys who need a little boot up and a little, you know, kick in the butt, like to kind of get going. He knows how to, how to coach each guy personally. And I think that's something that stands him out most like differently to other coaches. He does a great job at that. And, um, every day on the bench, it's 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 easy to play for him. Like every day, day in and day out, and on the ice in practice. One thing I want to talk about too, because it, it just recently happened in Anaheim, was the retiring of, of Paul Korea's number. Did you get any chance to be involved in that in any way, or to to come up and meet Paul? And what are I know it's it's a little bit past both of our times and not being really able to watch him uh, play with the Mighty Ducks when we were growing up. But what do you remember most about him playing as well? It's not past my um, time. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't really. Uh, uh, I wasn't really around when that was going on, but um, I haven't really met him either. But I've heard like a lot of nice things about him. Um, I've seen tons and tons of highlights of him. I remember him playing uh, back in the day, and my dad actually, because um, my dad played in the NHL too, so he knew um, about Paul. Played against him, and um, just said he was a really good player, like a just a great player, and. I mean, there's a reason why he got his number retired, right? So. All right. Well, I guess the last thing, I, I feel like everybody's been talking about it a bit, and, and maybe it's a little more relatable because your buddy uh, Alex Fermenton was was kind of mixed up into it. And, and, and answer this wherever you want, but what are your thoughts on the whole uh, Uber situation with, with the Ottawa Senators and their recent trip to Arizona? What, what, do you, what do you make of that whole situation? Yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, I had talked to Formo <laughs> about it and he said nothing really came out of it because they were just, I yeah. mean, they're in an Uber just talking as a team and yeah, connecting. I mean, obviously they were going through a hard time and I mean, that's just kind of what they were talking about, how they came together and were talking and I mean, kind of a pretty bad guy move of the Uber driver to kind of do that, but yeah. I, I, oh, I it, it was I mean, a dick move. You can say it. It was a dick move. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was real bad. Yeah. I mean, you can't just you can't be doing that. Like, Mm-mm-mm. but I mean, it's 
just you got to watch your back too. I mean, it just seemed very open. They, they were having that conversation in the car. It kind of just it's a time and place for everything, I guess. But uh, I was, they were pretty unhappy with what was going on. Obviously, you could tell, and it just wasn't the right place to be talking about it. For sure. I mean, I, I don't want to have to end it on that note, but I, I mean, it was great having <laughs> you on the show, Max. Sorry to end it out on, on the Uber conversation, but uh, we all look forward to seeing you play with in San Diego this year and hopefully eventually getting a call up to the Ducks and, and showing everybody what you can do. So we really appreciate you coming on the show. Hey, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.